Hey guys, I'm Valerie. And I'm Jasmine, and this is Crafts, Drafts, and Crimes. Season 5! Season 5, baby! We made it this far! It's pretty cool. We didn't know Ooh. if it was going to happen, but it did. So Yeah, man. This is, this is awesome. Yeah. So now it's official. Like, we're not going to ever quit. Right. And now, like, we're starting at the beginning of the year. So now, like, we'll just have to see what the rest of this year is like. Right. And we'll play everything by ear. But yeah, Happy New Year! Wow. Okay. I know. No looking back, man. Forget no, 2020 no. happened. Let's just move forward, right? Even though I think I guess technically when we release this, um, I'll be out of quarantine, but I'm in quarantine. So yay! <laughs> no, you won't be out of quarantine yet. I don't think she does not have COVID. No, no, but Antoine has COVID. Played by Ellen Sound. I so know. we have to quarantine for seven days. At least me and Ollie do, and then his is Ted. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how I how I come out at the end. <laughs> right now, I'm struggling. Don't worry, you're gonna be totally fine. Totally fine. <laughs> We're gonna get some good podcasting work done in this week, so it's good. <laughs> yes, yes, more podcasting. Also, if you hear a lot of heavy breathing, David's dog is roaming around, so. (laughs) Or it could just be me, you know. Or it could be you. (laughs) Okay, so today we are going to start our Scary Places season. So for episode one, we're going to be talking about the Flannan Isles Lighthouse. Are you familiar with that, Jasmine? No, I'm not. Cool. I'm hoping a lot of people aren't. Um, So our sources are the Northern Lightboard (laughs) House. Sorry, what? <laughs> Are the Northern Lighthouse Board, <laughs> Historic UK, I, I know, Historic Environment Scotland, Canmore.org.uk, Mental Floss, Sunday Post, and Vice. So hopefully I'll be able to get through this without making a ton of speaking errors. But, you know, <laughs> New Year doesn't mean new me, just for the record. Right. We'll try. <laughs> So Eileen Moore is a 39-acre uninhabited island in the remote outer um, Hebrides. I don't know if that's how you say that, but we're going towards Scotland. So we are 20 miles or 32 kilometers off the coast of northwest Scotland. And if you look at it in the map, you have to actually zoom in pretty far to find it. So, yeah. So Eileen Moore is the island that houses the Flannan Isles Lighthouse. So technically, it was inhabited by three lighthouse keepers. So there, at the time, was James Ducat, who's the principal keeper, Thomas Marshall, the second assistant, William MacArthur, the third assistant, and then there was Joseph Moore, who alternated with the men. So it was first lit in 1899, and our story is going to take place in 1900. And it's super cool. It's like this island is like a lush green rock in the ocean. I looked at pictures of it and it's really neat. So it literally just looks like some hills that are like really grassy and there's a lighthouse situated at the top of a 300 foot cliff. It looks super peaceful and there's essentially nothing on the island. Like aside from the lighthouse, there are the remains of a chapel, which had at some point been built by St. Flannan, who it's named after. And shepherds would frequent the island to visit the chapel, but they would never stay the night because they thought it was haunted. They actually referred to it as, quote, the other country because of its supposed links to paranormal activity. Nice. I know. And yeah. it, it just it looks really neat. But, um... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't stay there either if I um, knew it was linked to paranormal activity. Yep. 
<laughs> so I wouldn't either. <laughs> On December 26th of 1900, a boat named Hesperus set sail for the island. Captain James Harvey was bringing the replacement lighthouse keeper, who I mentioned, Joseph Moore, to the island to switch his rotation with the other person. So as they approached the island, Harvey was surprised to notice that nobody had greeted them, and that the landing dock wasn't prepared as usual. So their trip had actually been delayed a couple of days because of the weather. So they were like, okay, well, maybe they just weren't ready for us. So Harvey blew the horn of the boat to attract the attention of the lighthouse keepers, but there was still no response. So he's like, okay, this is kind of weird. So they used a little paddle boat and they rode to the lighthouse stairs and they began the ascent towards the lighthouse. Once he reached the top, his feeling got worse because the door to the lighthouse was unlocked. Now, the clock was completely stopped, which is creepy as shit. And in the kitchen were three half-eaten plates of food and a turned-over chair, as if the men had jumped up in a hurry in the middle of eating to leave. So one oilskin coat remained inside of the lighthouse. And these oilskin coats are like, um, they look like really thick rain jackets. They're used to protect them from harsh weather and water for if they're outside when they're there. And per regulations, all men are not allowed to leave the lighthouse at once. So someone was required to stay at the lighthouse at all times. But they clearly all left. So why would one of them leave without their coat? Right. Okay. Yep. I don't like where this is headed. <laughs> so the island was searched for the three men, but the search came out completely empty. And Harvey sent a telegram to the mainland that read, quote, A dreadful accident has happened at Flannan's. The three keepers, Duquette, Marshall, and the Occasional, have disappeared from the island. On our arrival... There this afternoon, no sign of life was seen on the island. Fired a rocket, but as no response was made, managed to land more, who went up to the station, but no keepers were found there. The clocks were stopped and other signs indicated the accident must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellows, they must have blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that. Night coming on, we could not wait to make something as to their fate. I have left more McDonald, Boymaster, and two seamen on the island to keep the light burning until you make other arrangements. Will not return to Oban until I hear from you. I have repeated this wire to Moorhead in case you are not home. I will remain at the telegraph office tonight until it closes if you wish to wire me. It's such a scary time. I know. Just thinking about like how there's no way for them to effectively like communicate. So, right. You know, like we're millennials, you know. I remember beepers, you know, pay phones when I was growing up. But like I was never in a, like I don't remember a time where like a phone wasn't readily like somewhere and like reaching right like, that you couldn't contact anybody right and it's crazy I mean other than the time that I you know got off at the wrong bus stop or whatever but anyway that's another story for another time <laughs> but um <laughs> no like that's so crazy like you leave these people here and then they're gonna be there alone for however many days Right. No communication to basically the outside world. That's serious fuck. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it either, especially they're out in the middle of the ocean. I'm like, I know that there's like a nearby island and they're only like 20 kilometers off of shore, but that's still a long distance away when you can't talk to anybody. Right. And like, imagine like it's only you and two other people for the first group on the three of them. Right. Imagine if y'all like didn't get along. That would be the shittiest time. It would be. Already, it's already shitty because there's probably a bunch of ghosts and shit fucking with you. But imagine if like you didn't get along with other people. Did you say goats? Ghosts. (laughs) 
I was like, why Why are the goats fucking with them? <laughs> there were sheep on the island, so... <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> so, Robert Muirhead, who is the board superintendent, came to the island to do his own investigation. And he did not notice, like, anything much different than what had been reported to him. But he did find the, like, lighthouse log where they kept track of something every day. And December 12th, Thomas wrote of wind stronger than he had seen in over 20 years. He made a comment about James being strangely quiet and William being emotional and crying. So on December 13th, the log stated that all three men were praying for safety as the storm got worse. This confused Robert for two reasons, though. The lighthouse, which is perfectly safe, was 150 feet above sea level. So the three and the three keepers were all experienced and there's no reason that a storm would affect them. And Robert thought it was weird that they would have been so nervous for their safety, especially because there was no reported storms in the area until the 17th of December. The weather had been calm on the 12th and the 13th. And there's actually, there's a, so one of the nearby aisles is called um, Lewis, and they never lost sight of the Flannan Isles Lighthouse, which they would have during a storm because fog and whatever would have, like, clouded it. But they had perfect sight of it, and they had no storms at that nearby island. Hmm. Which is creepy. That is creepy. On December the 15th was the last entry in the log, and it read, quote, Storm ended, sea is calm, God is over all. It is. And Robert also found a lot of rope near the landing dock. So his theory became this, and I quote, I am of the opinion that the most likely explanation of this disappearance of the men is that they all had all gone down on the afternoon of Sunday, 15th of December, to the proximity of the West Landing to secure the box with the mooring ropes, etc. And then an unexpected large roller had come up on the island in a large body of water going up higher than they were. And... um excuse me, where they were, and coming down upon them had swept them all away with um, resistantless force. So just like a big-ass wave, basically. Right. And just swept them out? Right. And the problem is, is nobody supported this theory, because they're like, okay, well, first of all, why would one of the men leave without his jacket? Yeah, and isn't it, like, supposed to be that all three, like, one one person was supposed to stay behind, right? Exactly. And why was this happening in such a hurry? They were literally in the middle of eating. Right, and I mean, the only other thing I can think of is, like, maybe they seen, like, a, a ship? I don't, I don't know. Well, and the conditions were supposedly very mild, too. Because remember the nearby island and the weather reports. So it's like, okay, what on earth? So naturalist John Love spent a lot of time doing research on this, and he stated, quote, since it was not permitted for all three to abandon the lighthouse, only two of the men must have gone down to the landing to secure gear. The third, Donald MacArthur, would have remained back at the lighthouse, but when his companions did not return, he would have been concerned for their safety, or else perhaps he saw a great wave approach and rushed to warn them. But my question still stays the same. Why do that in the middle of dinner? Like, if you know you're going to be securing something, why would you be in the middle of eating and then be like, oh, well, we better go secure that stuff? Um, what stuff was it that was right there, did you say? They There were, like, different ropes and stuff that were there. They were thinking they were trying to secure some kind of equipment that goes down to the landing dock. Oh, oh. I mean, yeah. I mean... Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see why they would rush over this. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't know either. And also, I don't feel like it would take that long to put on a jacket. So, like, even if he's going to go outside and there's a huge wave, like, I just don't, he would have had to, even if he went quick enough for him to be at the edge where he would have gotten swept up, the third person, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't know. 
Right, because as soon as you, like, get up, you can just, like, grab Jack real quick and go. Right, you can put it on as you're leaving. Well, since then, lighthouse keepers at Flannan Isles have been haunted by the memory of the keepers, and people have also reported hearing voices in the wind and calling out the men's names. Mm-mm. Nah, no, hard pass. I'm not doing that. It's very creepy. Um, yeah, like, the wind is creepy itself. Like, during the hurricane or a tropical storm, like, when the wind is going crazy and you hear, like, the... Ooh, yeah, fuck you. Don't fucking say a theme in the wind. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, that's all the information that there... I know, for real. <laughs> well, that's all the information that there is about the Flannan Isles Lighthouse. But I just thought it was incredibly creepy. And a lot of people have spent a lot of time doing research and trying to find out what happened to these men. They did a lot of searches. They searched the water. Nothing. They found nothing. No signs of any kind of disturbance. No signs of somebody breaking in. Why did the clock stop? That's creepy. Like, a lot of things don't make sense. And also, it happened before the big storm happened. Yeah, so I'm trying to think. I mean, maybe they just went crazy. Like they, you know, how they say that it, that lighthouse was like known for paranormal shit. Like they probably all just went crazy because of the voices and stuff. And maybe they just, well, you said they searched the water. Well, I mean, it's possible they wouldn't be able to find them in the water. But even so, yeah. like, did they all jump? Why would two of them bring their jackets? The jacket thing is what really holds me back. Cause it's like two of them left on purpose. No. And one of them, and they all left in a hurry. One of the chairs was overturned. They were in the middle of eating. Like, what is going on? Um, what if, okay, let's see. So two of them took their jackets. They went, let's just say they did go and have to strap whatever down with the ropes. So what if the one that stayed behind it could have been like he could have gotten possessed and then he could have went and he could have pushed them off like pushed them into the ocean i don't know that's possible there's lots of theories about um like maybe one of them hurting two of them while they were out and then like killing themselves but again these are all just complete theories like there's no signs of any of that right so i just don't know could have been anything no um we're not going to go to any lighthouses, so don't even ask me, Valerie. Lighthouses um, are not scary. Nah, I'm good. There's literally only one way in and one way out, right? Like, you have to go up all the stairs and go all the way down. No, I'm okay. <laughs> have you never been in a lighthouse? Nope, I don't want to. Did you ever see Darkness Falls? Oh, no, you probably didn't. No, I, I didn't, you know. God damn it. So, Darkness Falls, real quick. Sorry, y'all, talk to people, but this is kind of on topic. Okay, anyway, it's about this lady who's like a tooth fairy, but she's evil. So, basically, she likes the um, darkness. So, these people end up going to a fucking lighthouse, and they're like, you know, the light on top, how it like goes in a circle. So, basically, they're going up, and like, for like the five seconds that it shows like the lightness on one side of the stairs it could stand right there and like half of the stairs are lit half of them are not so you just see this fucking lady's face right there in front of you just staring at them <laughs> no, i'm good i don't want to do the lighthouse that's very creepy but you know what you're actually you're giving me some memories of um this is probably really stupid but of sleeping beauty when she's going up <laughs> she's going up those winding <laughs> stairs to the top of the castle and there's that light that keep that green light that keeps like 
in that that freaked me out as a kid. See, here's the part. This is why I don't like scary movies. Literally, Sleeping Beauty scared me when she was going up there. <laughs> so. <laughs> that is funny. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I don't think I have any other ones that are scary. Okay, that's all I have. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Go find us on Facebook. Yes. Crafts, drafts, and crime. Uh, Instagram. You can look at pictures from this episode. Yes. At Crafts, drafts, and crime. Twitter. At Crafts and crime because they couldn't fit our whole name. Assholes. um we're probably commenting on your things on reddit and also we have our patreon which is three dollars a month and there's bonus episodes on there and that's at crafts drafts and crime um and you can also send us a story in at crafts drafts and crime at gmail.com we will be doing yes we um we've been receiving a lot of suggestions which we really appreciate i have them all written down don't worry we will get to them all Um, I'm just trying to incorporate it into where it belongs. So bear with us and we will get there. And thank you for sending us in suggestions. We really love it. And please send us your stories because we're going to be doing a listener episode soon. And we want to have more stories. Yes, definitely. Super excited. Um, Yeah, man. Send us all the stories. We don't care how long, how short. So, yeah, just we'll, we'll feature it in our episode. Yeah, tell us we'll all the things. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. <laughs> Until next time, bye. bye.